your cigars and brandy and tune in for a host of conversations of films and why they're artful. And we're back. Welcome to the Debonair Film Hour. Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm. You gotta you gotta be skeptical of that subtitle card. What the fallout? Oh yeah. They, they always, they always do that. <laughs> Why do the producers like okay, we need a title and then we need a subtitle. But it says so much more than just a number. But usually the subtitle has nothing to do with the actual movie. They dropped it though. They dropped well, the they subtitle. Dropped, they yeah. dropped the movie in the film? Did they no, say fallout? They it's did gonna be a fallout. Yeah, it's just and you're like, like, oh come on. No, no, it's just like you're gonna experience the fallout of all your good deeds. I think Remember they that? should just do it as like, you know, Fast and Furious did like Fast and Furious seventeen. They just yeah. didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they didn't care about the subtitle. Well the Fast you know, and Furious like, is like the most like cut and dry franchise. Oh yeah. yeah you just, know exactly what you're gonna get. It's like McDonald's. It's like I want that Big Mac, I want fries, don't you go fucking around with that don't shit. You, no. Like but this this is this is a different this is a different uh mission impossible movie because there's a lot more uh a lot more things going on with the uh subplots and all the there's a lot of characters well, the mission going impossible on. franchise has always been like you know trying to compete with james bond it's always like, okay we can't beat them on story so we gotta Mm-mm. do some crazy ass stunts yeah that's the only compete. way to do it so yeah. we gotta send tom cruise to space you gotta beat him up you gotta beat <laughs> him up like, too I went to space for this movie <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, James Bond is always kind of like, well, at least minus the Daniel Craig stuff, he's always been kind of like this, like, like debonair kind of, like, high-class dude where, like, Ethan Hunt in the latest ones, he's just getting his ass kicked. Like, that's well, yeah, all it is. It's sort of the suave, like, intelligence gathering. There's always, like, very gadgets. cool gadgets. Yeah. I, I don't think that the Mission Impossible, they're like, okay, well, we can't do too much gadgets because then yeah. we'll be riding in the coattails of James Bond. So, we have to have the incredible heists. Incredible heists. That's, like, heists. the key part of the franchise. It's yeah. just, like, all these heists, like, in the first one, we had to, like, jump down that vault. That was the dopest heist. the lasers. Heist. Like, that's yeah. so key. With the with the bead of sweat dropping, yeah, activating like the one, floor sensors. Or, like, in the second one, it's, like, breaking into the Chimera facility. Dude, that Chimera virus sequence in the second yeah, one? Was that great. was some grisly shit, dude. Yeah. Or, you know, in the third one, it's like they had to, uh, you know, go into the Vatican. Like, all those things, that's what people want. They want the planned, well-executed, with a little bit of a hang-up heist. Yeah, exactly. This is just, like, basically, in this one, it was just like, I'll figure it out. That was basically... Yeah, it was, was kind of like, okay, How many just, times did they say just it? wing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, what's your plan? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, basically. And it that just, happened. It's sort of, like, just on the fly... And it's like that that never happens. No, not in a Mission you know Impossible I mean? like, film. You know, no. If you consider I mean, not that this is trying to be realistic in any way. Mm-hmm. But like you consider like the special forces or like the Navy SEALs. Yeah. They do like a year of training or more mm-hmm. like for one mission. Yeah. Like they have their regular training already for years and years and years. Yeah. But they're so highly specialized and they run this situation so many times. Yeah. It's not just like, fuck it, dude, let's just wing it. It's such let's a writing cop it, out, though. Yeah. It's yeah, just exactly. such a writing cop out. They're yeah. just like, we we can't like have this thing. It's just like, all right, let's just, uh, 
<laughs> Benji's yeah. like, please don't let me die. And he's just like, I'm not going to let that happen. He's like, yeah. but do you have a plan? He's just like, well, it's like not James yet. Bond. Like he's so more methodical about it. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like that surgical, like in, yeah. you're out, you, you get it done. Yeah. And like, there's a little bit of a loose cannon. They love that. The what? spies that are loose cannons. The loose cannon spies? It's just such, a, it's such an archetype now or cliche. Yeah. They're loose cannon Sanchez, <laughs> you know? They just sub in like James Bond or Ethan Hunt. Just yeah. in the screenplay. Everyone's it's going written, rogue. Like, it's like a meta screenplay for all spy movies. It's like, you're a loose cannon, and they leave a blank. And then yeah. you can just put the name of the spy in there. Well, we like a guy who can operate within the bounds, but also has a little bit of that, you know, that yeah. gray area wiggle room that we all do so love. He doesn't always toe the line, but he mm. gets it done. Exactly. Like, But, like, in terms of spies, like, it's probably the most slack... Like, yeah. you know, because, like, you just look at the different, you know, Bond and, like, you know, Mission Impossible, all the other renditions of spies. Like, usually when they achieve the mission, there's, like, maybe 10 seconds left mm-hmm. or, like, 15 seconds left. And like, MI5, there's, like, 30 milliseconds left. Exactly. And you just they, they waste it the very last minutes, <laughs> you know? It's like, do you have ADD, man? Like, why are you always procrastinating on these missions? <laughs> Just wait till well, the, the last the possible, last possible minute. He's like, oh shit, sorry, I was busy with something else. It's like, well, he dude. had the touching moment with the wife. All right, well, the ex-wife. So maybe we should get in the plot a little bit in this bad boy. You want to talk about the well, what's going okay. on? Okay, so first of all, like Tom Cruise, right? Okay. Like, what an epic phenomenon. That, yeah, that, we have to start with you the Tommy C. talk about Tom Cruise. Like, what are his motivations? Yeah, <laughs> well, so do you guys think that he thinks he's Ethan Hunt? I think like, he... Maybe he yeah. actually, you know, just that he had it's like superman you know mm-hmm. like ethan hunt is him being superman he's he can be more himself as ethan hunt <laughs> i think so and he can as tom cruise yeah so you know as tom cruise everyone just like laughs at him for being a scientologist <laughs> and just like being really intense yeah and he's more to, like, he's more ethan hunt than he is or like cruise. be athletic and like help people all the time <laughs> like i don't think tom cruise can sit idle <laughs> It's like, hey Tom, let's let's just you know like play some Scrabble. He's like, ah, yes. <laughs> just books it, starts running, like climbs on a bus. Fuck like, you, I'm Ethan Hunt. Fuck? He's, he's like high hanging off a bus, throws a smoke bomb, and yeah. becomes Ethan Hunt. Yeah, dips. exactly. But okay, so the thing about Ethan Hunt is he's like a death-defying stunt dude, right? Like Tom Cruise loves his stunts. He loves I jumping think he's off smart, things. Though I mean, he got like MI five to pay him. Or to pay for his helicopter training for like a year and a half. Yeah. Helicopter training is expensive as fuck, man. You know it's that China money. Like yeah, Alibaba yeah. Pictures. Yeah, the they definitely were like, thing. yeah, we want to see Tom Cruise do some dangerous ass shit. Yeah, man. They love seeing yeah. Tom Cruise But like, do dude, that. to go up in like a plane or a helicopter privately is like something like $600 an hour. Yeah. Because there's gas and the instructor and all that. Imagine yeah. a year and a half of that. And you got to pay like, Tom Cruise to do that. Yeah, too. and you're paying him to do that. So yeah. that's like millions of dollars to pay a guy to do free helicopter lessons. Like, For like a five-minute That's sequence. like a big, that's like the biggest heist in Mission Impossible. It's <laughs> like Ethan Hunt getting all those free helicopter lessons. Like that shit's crazy. I like how that's referring so to Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt now. Yeah. He's just like, he's become yeah. Ethan Hunt. Well, I, I don't know, man. And there's probably some connection with Scientology too, like in that he's literally the second in command in Scientology besides yeah. David Miscavige. Mm-hmm. And like they both, I mean, whether he's Machiavellian and he believes in Lord Xenu genuine, like genuinely, yeah. or it's just it's all a facade. Yeah, you know, maybe he thinks he's saving the planet in every Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, 
I like, think for I think real, maybe, you know? May, why else would he risk his life so much if he didn't have some sort of like, like he higher just, He just belief. wants Lord Zenu to take notice. He said, please notice you know? me, Lord She's Zenu. like the hot girl in high school. He's like, please <laughs> pay attention to me, <laughs> Let Lord me, Zenu. He he <laughs> fucked up his ankle in this film, filming it. Oh, he yeah. like jumped off I, some I'm like, sure shit. though he like was disappointed that that's the only injury he got. You know, he's just like, oh, fuck. Why couldn't I have broken something cool? Like yeah. my leg. <laughs> like I had to break my ankle with like a dainty injury. <laughs> Like, I think that's badass he broke his ankle, but I'm just saying, Dude, like, for, for him, like he's fuck. just like, oh, like, I don't really yeah. want to share that. And then people leaked it. He's like, oh, dude, my ankle. Oh, man. Like, you break a couple ribs or an arm. Like, dude, that's, that's a so, story. But, like, yeah. I broke my ankle. It's like breaking your your foot. And, you but, know, like, yeah. Not noticeable. And even in Oblivion, man, like, for some, for some shitty, like, B-roll shot, he, like, almost, like, fucking got, like, a brain contusion because, like, the... the what what was it like a motorcycle kind of like car? He was the sand he was dune. going fast on a machine. Yeah, and, and then he just like up. banged his head. He's probably yeah. got a lot of head concussions, Ethan. Yeah, well, probably that's why he's doing all this crazy shit. He's just like he's completely he out of it. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Well, there's, there's just something to be said about that. Like some people literally become like adrenaline junkies. I think he is he, he, maybe a little bit of a death wish too. You think he's sometimes, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like you look at those guys that climb like in Yosemite, and like mm -hmm. it started with just like you know uh, bolt climbing, mm -hmm. you know, or what they classify as lead climbing, and then they did free solo climbing. So okay. There's really no harness, so, and then they're like, okay, that's slightly too dangerous. Let's do free base climbing. Okay, what's free base? Free base climbing is where you have a parachute. So you have to get up to like a certain height, a certain height before you're safe, <laughs> and then if you fall, you pull the parachute and you're basically base jumping. But at Yosemite, it's illegal to base jump. They have to decide if they want to pay like a ten thousand dollar fine. Oh, <laughs> you gotta the like, they have to, like deliberate <laughs> about their trial, like uh, you know, because they're all like beatniks and they That's I don't hilarious. know if they have that much money. So. There's some good rock climbing in this film, but like the at the, the end, yeah, yeah. he had to, Tom Cruise loves rock climbing, dude. He loves he loves climbing shit. But so the the synopsis is what three Russian nuclear cores are stolen, and Ethan Hunt has got to like, it's like yeah, find them. There's always like some big threat to the planet. And, yeah, you know now it's the nuclear stuff. So basically, he prioritizes his men over the plutonium yeah. and they are able to take it and then you know he's sort of at fault because the agent's like well why didn't you you know procure the plutonium and let your friend die and it's like mm -hmm. i stand up for my friends oh, and yeah then, you know you have the bureaucratic bullshit cia that's like <laughs> oh you shouldn't have done that one versus many kind of thing yeah and then they have to go and like do this trade-off to With find them. the plutonium yeah and there's all these like nuclear devices and there's this broker in england and she wants to trade this old evil villain for Solomon the Lane who's fucking insidious dude that he's guy's, very good in that he, he's he has a good voice that's the other thing too is you need a good villain yeah in every uh, in every you know Mission Impossible or Bond yeah then you gotta give that villain a lot of time you need those mm -hmm. pivotal scenes like they mm -hmm. they used them pretty well but I feel like they could have done a little bit more like yeah. when you saw uh, Skyfall with the uh, What's his name? Javier Bardem. Oh, Skyfall was Javier? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right, because right. Spectre was... Uh, yeah, so yeah. in Skyfall, he was actually a very good villain and had that scene where he's sort of interrogating Bond and, yeah. and you know, he talks about rats and, yeah. and, and, and all that. Like, that, you, you need that chilling villain stuff because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you set the protagonist against the antagonist. Mm -hmm. And this one, there was just, like, a lot of ambiguousness of whether they were good or bad. Yeah. And you had this, like, Captain America 
fucking Chris Hemsworth guy who's just like a jock who's like what is supposed to be this pretty boy and he ends up you know Henry Cavill yeah who played Superman so yeah we won't spoil that but like he's just kind of a giant douche in the whole movie but there is one really great sequence <clears throat> in, the bil- in the beginning where they halo jump into Paris yeah that and was uh, cool. it's one shot so if you're into that one shot kind of high tension situations that one sequence like kind of made like, the movie takes off me. the like Ethan's mask and he's like I'll see you later I was like that's such a dick thing to do dude super dick movie yeah it's like okay we don't need that he's just like wait let's not do this let's wait but, a second you, you know like, Fuck and, you. and then like the team you know like I, I feel like a lot of these Mission Impossible movies they've distilled the best elements you have a yeah. heist you have this high level facilitation of yeah. Simon Pegg and Ving Rhames always which high is level facilitation always key yeah it's like you need to hack in that Russian satellite and order a pizza and, <laughs> you know like do all the shit and he's like oh, and, then they, and they get somehow it done get it done they get it done but usually yeah. they get it done convincingly enough that it's not just random luck yeah like in, in the last cut two it's so close to the wire mm-hmm. that it's almost like the you know just a game of cosmic russian roulette yeah where they just so luckily didn't catch the bullet mm-hmm. and it's like how long can you go before that luck sort of runs out it's yeah. like it's like fucking lucky charms or something yeah it's like they're not what i mean lucky charms you know and like yeah. tom cruise has got like a four-leaf clover <laughs> in his pocket or something or a rabbit's foot it's like dude you were the luckiest man and Ving yeah. Rhames in this, he he looked like he uh, he stopped doing his Atkins diet or something. He looked pretty heavy in that. He's getting a little bit older, and like this role, he just sits yeah. I think a maybe lot, they wanted know? they wanted you know those guys to look a little haggard, but like Tom Cruise always looks like a million bucks. He just he looks like he's still like thirty five years old. He probably he's uses found like some cloning the, technology, like or amazing something. beauty products, or he just cryo freezes himself every day. Yes, maybe like he sleeps in a cryo chamber. Yeah, yeah, he just sleeps in a cryo chamber. I mean, he's like he's in his 50s isn't he yeah i know it's he unbelievable look like he's he's that Ving rames looks like he's in his 50s but in but terms like, of the story like first of all anytime there's a subtitle you know the story is going to be a mess I, yeah. it's usually yeah. with about 75 percent plus accuracy mm-hmm. you see that subtitle you're like oh fuck yeah Watch so out. like they didn't have a very clean cut it was like a fatty steak like there was still mm-hmm. some good meat in there but there's a lot yeah. of fat that you're like dude i didn't pay for this shit yeah like just cut that out of there nobody mm-hmm. cares like they have you know like two head bosses there's like alec baldwin and then some random like woman that came mm-hmm. off of uh black panther and like yeah. y- you know fine like it's, angela it's, bassett angela bassett like she she sort of her role was just to override alec baldwin oh yeah and just sort of boss everybody around mm-hmm. but it's like i don't know how that really helped the story and then you had the pretty boy guy where there's like a little you know Cavill, something yeah. interesting there where they subvert it but you you really just want to see like one boss even if she was the boss and they took alec baldwin out you can't have two bosses man you can't have two bosses because then they're just bickering with each other yeah like pick one you know or maybe just you know fine it. she's just uh, off of uh you know black panther so so take her and get baldwin out of there yeah. or you know but just them bickering for 10 minutes it's like that cost production like probably 20 million dollars for a little bickering scene yeah man and you know alec baldwin's pretty badass like maybe he could have been in the beginning or or something yeah just introducing the new boss and you know and and then there's just so many love triangles there's it's like and then Ving Rhames is in the love triangle there's a little bit so of like many, a surrogate dad there's so shit. many love triangles it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like watching like fucking Midsummer Night's Dream like Shakespeare or something and it's like it's, oh yeah. you doth love me but I love her and it's like dude 
I did not pay for a love triangle. I paid for some dope ass stunts, yeah, high level facilitation, yeah, and like maybe one romance. Between, well, the thing about you know, like Ethan the thing about and the main the, character, the love triangle is like you got to kind of pick up on like the previous relationships yeah. of the other film. And well, maybe it's through, the, the, the producers are trying to yeah. appeal to the girlfriends. You or, know? but it's like you don't pay attention to those the subplots of the previous five films. So like when <clears> this like chick comes in and she's like, they're oh, purely for story. Yeah, and, and you, you know, have no idea what's going on. Sometimes they are like you know kind of meaningful like they're usually a little bit fluff like the second one with uh naomi nardo fall or whatever don't with know Thandie, dude Thandie newton oh who plays the love interest and like they oh, had a yeah. history before yeah. and mm -hmm. you know she's sort of undercover and he he feels yeah. guilty because he put her in there mm -hmm. and then you know she gets injected with chimera and that scene like Stay alive! I oh, will yeah. find you. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah. oh, like all that epic music. There's some and the epic building moments. is on yeah. fire. Man, yeah. John Woo is the best, dude. Pigeons. He loves dubs. That's and, it. Yeah, every yeah, dodgy. Yeah, got every get the dubs. every every movie he does. He's like, okay, I need explosions. And yeah. I love doves. I want to see him direct another one of these. Oh, yeah. Because he's kind of perfect for it. It's yeah, just, like, just his choice of music and everything. Yeah. Those epic moments. And then you have the re resolution where he gets back with the girl. Like, that stuff is key. But, like, all these other love triangles and the broker is, like, trying to kiss him. And it's just, like... Yeah, that came you know, out of nowhere. You know, the best yeah. Tom Cruise meme is a girl just swoons over him. She's ready to just ravish him. And he just, like, taps him on the shoulder. She's like... I'll see you later. And then <laughs> yeah. he just rides off into the sunset dude, he gets in like the a motorcycle. Balls, dude. What yeah. is it called? He's, I don't know. He what loves called. doing that. Oh, yeah. He, the, he just, the, the motorcycle ride into the oh, sunset. Oh, yeah. A little tease and then <laughs> quick bail. Get him nice and moist. He, and then just, well, he just, yeah, he just, you know, they, they fall in love and he's just like, I don't know. He always has this like quippy line and then he just bails. And they're yeah. all just like, what? Like, I thought you liked me. And he's yeah. like, I do, but I, right, not now. And, not now. And then just <laughs> win. <laughs> and just drives off into the sunset. Like Days of Thunder. Yeah. Like there's, there's this girl like in bed, obviously like looking at him like, come join me. And he's just like, we can't, we can't. And then why, just, Tom Cruise? And then he just drives away. Because he's got bigger stunts to pull. Right. He's, he's like, I have to defeat Lord Zeno. <laughs> A little bit, little bit of action is not gonna. But that's like the whole thing with his wife. He's just like I'm trying to save the world, and I can't have a girl at the well, same that's time. What, it's always that, the whole that thing, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, they weave that into this one too. Yeah, it's like he's like creating this, like his all of his personal problems are kind of bleeding into these I am these Mission Impossible movies in a very hilarious way. I think so. Or yeah. maybe he's just written in his contracts like Will Not Mac. I can't do any. <laughs> I can't do any makeouts in this movie. I'm too busy saving the galaxy. I don't have time for tail. I don't have time for anything. The only thing I have time for is very intense acting about saving the world and stunts. And stunts. That's, That's all I want to do. Yeah. You got it? Okay. You got it. All right. So can you just do a little peck? No. No. It's not in the contract. I will walk off set right now. Do not I can make save. Me. I can save. I can the save the girl, yeah. but I'm not, not going to mack the girl. I'm not going to do it. And they're like, okay. but Tom, it, it really will help the story. Come on, Tom. What like, are you afraid of, Tom? He's like, no. <laughs> he just gets in a helicopter and just bails over a glacier. He just doesn't have time for that anymore, man. I think he'd rather fake his own death <laughs> than just do a quick little like pack of the actress. You know, he's just not. Uh, maybe he's got melatosis or something. I mean, he's just got I don't real know, bad maybe, breath. Yeah, what is it? He's just, he's just too chivalrous. That's, he, that's he just can't thing. do it. He yeah, doesn't want to be the knight. He's his days of macking yeah. are far. Over. 
far behind him. So, so. yeah, I mean, it was a good movie. It was it, lots of fat, but a good old steak. You know what I would have liked to see? Like, get rid of that whole CIA, Henry Clavel, we, okay, uh, Angela that's Bassett. That's another point. Is and then, one and then, agency. Yeah. You get, yeah. you, one agency. Why do you, like, okay, so there's other movies, like, that are about interdepartmental rivalries, and that's yeah. very interesting. Like, they had a little bit of that in Zero Dark Thirty. They had dope, a little yeah. bit of that in um, Green Zone, which yeah. is really good with Matt Damon. Paul and there, that is a really strong archetype in that a lot of times when you have these attacks or you have these big problems, it's because these agencies don't get along with each other. No, they got agendas and the like best looking one out for, for each that other. Was yeah. a most wanted man with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, that dude. was amazing. Yeah, in that like the literally because of those rivalries, they had this crap catastrophic you know end happen mm-hmm. you know and so this Check one that movie out, it's, it's good, not though. really about that and that was just kind of a tug of war between these different agencies and it's just like dude nobody gives a fuck about cia this is all about imf dude impossible mission force yeah dude. that's all that's people want to see you want to see that you don't so, want to yeah, see that bureaucratic like, bullshit just just a little bit of a, a tweaking and and just distilling it a little more to yeah. those key elements more I more think, villain you know less obviously CIA. they're spreading the margins a little thin because they want to appeal to everybody yeah and they did appeal mostly to everybody it's just a couple little hangnails that are just kind of annoying so what's the uh we're gonna do an obscure rating mm-hmm. this is the hipster rating system what do you rate this i'd ro- i'd rate this at, you know like a, a nice sizable 12 wing uh, plate of like hot wings with some blue cheese and celery and carrot sticks <laughs> that does not make sense <laughs> So explain that. Why is it? Why? Well, why is it? You know, it's it's nibbling. You bite-sized story, and it's pretty flavorful, full of spicy flavor. But there's also points to it that you kind of don't want to eat because the hot wings, like the vegetables, you gotta eat those like vegetables. Dip it in some blue cheese, cool it down a little bit, and in the end, there's a lot of like shit on your hands. You know what I mean? A lot of residue. So okay, that yeah. was a hipster <laughs> obscure rating by Sebastian. Yeah, dude. But okay, so my thing is. Replace the CIA and Henry Clavel with more of that villain. That villain was dope. Solomon right. Lane is his name. He's got a really soft, snake-like, almost Snape-like voice. Yeah, and he's no, really see, dope. That, he did that well. He did the villain. The villain always has that sort of yeah, Snape or soft. like I can't Voldemort even do it. Yeah, voice. Voldemort voice. He kind of you know he he put his lips together really close, and he has yeah. this like kind of raspy. Like, mm, yeah, yeah. Don't know that yeah, really yeah, yeah. It's real good. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty key. So what would you like to see out of like they're making another one for sure? Oh, they're gonna make them until he's like in a walker. Yeah. Okay. So like, what, what would you like to see? Uh, you want to see more? You want to well, see more I think stunts? Like the different locations is always like that's the appeal for a lot of these spy movies. Is you oh, get yeah. a bunch of different countries, you get some cool stunts. But I mean, some of the stuff, like you don't need crazy elaborate, like you know, stunts. Like you should have some. But I think a lot of it, a Mission Impossible and James Bond that works so well, is like those social engineering things, mm, or like you yeah. know Charlie's Angels, or like all this stuff where it's, With the like it's just a really yeah. cool plan. Yeah, like some of the best I've seen in that is Mr. Robot. Where yeah, like that scene where they try and break into Cheyenne Mountain. Yeah, like that's the real authentic stuff, like that people do, you know, in these heists and. and you want to see stuff. more heist? There was almost you zero see some heist more clever, in this yeah. yeah, some clever social dynamics or clever reasoning, not just like ADD last minute planning. Yeah, really, it's just like we'll figure it out let's go jump boom yeah and then then, then you're in the, what's the so. uh in, in scientology what's the stuff 
that they think is in everybody's bodies like the alien ghosts what are those oh called? dude okay scientology <laughs> <laughs> maybe you think this is something to do with it uh so okay so thetan oh yeah thetan. okay so i'm gonna give it three thetans out of five <laughs> <laughs> that's my rating it's three not thetans. quite 100 percent lord xenu but yeah. it's it's close Oh, let's talk about Simon Pegg a little bit, though. Simon Pegg has really come into his own. I mean, Dude, he's what's looking nice flashy. you see a lot of funny guys. They try and make the transition into film. Into the field, into, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing is he's literally and metaphorically going into the field. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like in the field as an actor and he's also, you know, playing a serious role. I mean, he, there's a bit of humor in there because he is funny. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, starting out from comedy and then landing, you know, a tech guy position in Slash one of these big films. He, he's got some gunplay in this video. In yeah. This movie. Well, it's it's like Patton Oswalt was in the Blade series as the tech guy. Oh yeah. You know, and and then you always have these comedians that try and do serious roles. Mm -hmm. Like Zach Galifianakis was in Birdman, and uh, you know Steve Carell is Foxcatcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, that, there's some really good elements there. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Debonair Film Hour. Oh yes, and we will see you next time. That was the Debonair Film Hour. Until next time, I'll be to say. Film food for the mind. That was. KFC Radio 1's Debonair.